This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. So naturally, you know, I mean, what would you do if you realized that you'd participated in the crucifixion? Wouldn't that be a freaky thing? I mean, we all did. We all did. It was my sin, your sin, that he died to pay for, made it necessary for him to be brutalized. But what if you'd been there that day and you realized that you were one of the ones shouting, crucify him. We don't want this man. After Simon Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, he immediately stood up and began to preach the message of Christ with amazing eloquence from above. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that when we are called to witness for Christ under pressure, we too will be given the words to say from heaven. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, the man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he's at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You've made known to me the ways of life. You'll make me full of joy in your presence. And Peter continues, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. You can still visit it, by the way, in Jerusalem. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, that that is one of David's descendants, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, David, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this, which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart 
and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? I love this. Listen, do you remember the whole encounter with Peter after Jesus was raised from the dead? Peter had denied him three times. And so after the resurrection, Jesus goes to Peter and he calls him aside and he says, Pete, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Well, then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Well, then tend my flock. Three times he did it. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know all things. And it's like, you know, you can almost hear Peter saying, why are you doing this to me? And in front of everybody, the Lord, you know, Peter, you, you denied me three times. Everybody knows that. Well, now I'm restoring you. I'm calling you to leadership. I'm telling you, not only, not only are you still mine, but I want you to lead the way. And now, Peter, stepping up in obedience. I mean, think about it. Thousands of people. And we know that there were thousands because in a few minutes, we're going to be told that 3,000 accepted Christ and were born again that day. How many more didn't? Thousands of people are gathered there. And apparently there's a number of them saying, ah, this is just that bunch of Galileans partying early over here. They're drunk already. And Peter says, no, 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 no. Pay attention. Let me tell you something. Nobody's drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. This is God keeping his word. Remember what Joel said? And I think later, Peter must have said, man, did I say that? Quoting all that scripture, I think he amazed himself. Because now, being filled with the Holy Spirit, God is using him. God has, has empowered Peter in a new way to be his witness. Peter's remembering things that he would not normally have remembered. You ever had that happen? Boy, I sure have. Talking with somebody and they ask a question, and it's like, oh, gee, Lord, help. And all of a sudden he does. And you remember the perfect passage from the Bible to share with them, to answer their question. And you didn't memorize it, and yet you remember it. And Peter just opens up and starts sharing from his heart to these thousands of people. And he, he doesn't just share his heart. He confronts their sin. And it had to happen. This Jesus, whom you crucified, God has raised up. And he's just totally calling them to account. You executed the anointed one of God who was sent to save you. And God has proven that he was the one sent to save you by raising him from the dead. And so naturally, you know, I mean, what would you do if you realized that you'd participated in the crucifixion? Wouldn't that be a freaky thing? I mean, we all did. We all did. It was my sin and your sin that he died to pay for, made it necessary for him to be brutalized. But what if you'd been there that day and you realized that you were one of the ones shouting, crucify him. We don't want this man. That's what was taking place. This Jesus whom you crucified. And so Luke tells us they were cut to the very heart. And, and they, they call out to him. Out of the thousands of people, they're shouting. What do we need to do? Now what? We've already killed him. What do we do now? 
And Peter's answer, so concise, so clear. He doesn't say, oh, you need to gather together in some small group Bible studies and start studying. And I'll teach you. You just, you know, you come and we'll do that. And then, you know, we'll take you through 12 weeks of studies that will teach you about baptism and following Jesus and, and all. And then, you know, he says, you need to repent. You need to repent. That's what you need to do. And then having repented, you need to be baptized. The baptism was just a public declaration of the repentance. Now, that, that whole idea of repentance today is, is misunderstood. I remember as a child watching a guy, I, I couldn't have been more than 11 or 12 years old, and went to church with some family members in a small town in Georgia, and the preacher, you know, he gave his altar call, and this guy sitting somewhere near the back just burst into tears, and he's sobbing, and he starts to run down the aisle, and he tripped. And he's just flailing his way, trying to get back to his feet, you know, and, and literally crawled down to the altar. It's just so much emotion. And I remember thinking, wow. But then later, looking back at it, and, and I have to tell you, I, I wonder, is the man a Christian today? Because you know what? I've seen so many emotional outbursts that were nothing more than emotional outbursts. That's not repentance. I've seen people come with much weeping, you know, and, and so much emotion. Oh, I need God in my life, and I just, oh, you know. But that's not repentance. That's emotion. Repentance, listen to me. Repentance is when a person makes a decision to turn around, to make a change, to reorient themselves. I was talking with Mark between services, and he said, you know, Robert, what I thought about is so many um, people simply need to, to make, a, make a choice to trust him, to turn from unbelief to belief. You know what, that's, yeah, that sums it up. To simply make the decision to start trusting God. He's done everything necessary to demonstrate His trustworthiness. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.